We got the running backs coach that I wanted, so let's break it down from every angle. Tim Harris Jr., welcome to the U! You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So Tim Harris Jr., He's leaving his job as assistant head coach, running backs coach at UCF. He's traveling down uh, the turnpike, or I guess UCF's way out east, so maybe he's driving down I-95. Whatever road he takes, all roads for Tim Harris Jr. lead to Coral Gables, the son of the legendary Ice Harris. Tim Jr. himself, he's a Miami alum. He ran track at Miami former head coach at Booker T, uh, a lot of experience, FIU and UCF. I think this is a great hire. And to help me break it down, we bring in the man, the myth, the legend, who's been covering South Florida high school sports and college sports for so long. And I would venture to guess, Blue, you probably go back decades with the Harris family. No, no. Yeah, uh, why, I remember watching his dad play back in the day, but that neither there, neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, great hire. Um, I think it's outstanding for the Harris family. You know, Brandon, former Miami DB, played in the NFLs at FAU. Um, so obviously, it brings the family closer in South Florida together. Um, uh, Tim Jr. and his wife Nicole and their family moving down and uh, have an opportunity. You know, I've been real close to him no matter where he's been at FIU and he was um, in UCF. I visited him like three times last summer for camps and, uh, you know, just watched him. He's a football guy all the way. He loves it. Like you said, he ran track in, uh, in college, but at the same time, you, you, you hang around that Harris family long enough and you learn the, learn a sport of football pretty quick. He did a uh, really good coach, really good, uh, somebody who identifies with the kids. Uh, and like, I, I, I'm, I'm in my new mantra now when someone says, well, he's a good recruiter. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't buy into that anymore. I says, what? No, because I'll tell you this. Okay. If you win, you recruit. That's, <laughs> that's the whole thing, Alex. I mean, so to me, you could be the greatest recruiter in the world, but you don't want to keep selling five and seventeens. you know I mean? And, yeah. but I, I always said this, you, what Miami's lacked is not recruiters. Because look what they did off of a you know a, a five win season. Uh, what they what they've lacked is something that Mario Cristobal and I talked about when he first got here is someone to teach and someone mm-hmm. to maximize that potential, someone to elevate the talent. That's what they need. They didn't need recruiters. They needed football talent, football coaches who were going to elevate the talent that they brought in instead of watching a lot of these kids as we have over the last, what, 
decade regress yeah. when they come in. So that's one thing. And the one promise that Mario Cristobal made, and he didn't make a lot of promises, but one of the promises that he made is he says that under his watch, uh, the, the idea of somebody not progressing won't exist. And, uh, you know, that's, he said, we will coach these kids up. And, uh, and I think that adding Tim Harris only adds to what, what he backs up. And let's talk about what Tim Harris Jr., who is reportedly becoming the new running backs coach at Miami, what he can bring to the table as a teacher. Like, Blue, I go back just to last season. Uh, UCF, top 10 rushing offense in the entire country. They they averaged 228 yards per game. I'm sure when Mario Cristobal was going through the film and the stats of UCF last year for a guy who loves the line of scrimmage and running the football, I'm sure Cristobal was salivating when he was watching what UCF did last year. So talk to me about Tim Harris Jr., what he was able to do at UCF and, and how his teaching style can translate at Miami. Well, the one thing, too, you got to remember at UCF, he was, and I'll use the air quotes, he was co-offensive coordinator, you know, which But means, he wasn't calling plays, I'm guessing. Yeah, right. right. So he was helping, you know, I think what he was doing is during the week is coordinating, you know, the game plans and getting everything ready, which is, listen, which is probably, uh, you know, they say that Eric, that's what Eric Bieniemy does with Kansas City. So that's not a bad thing. You know, you don't always have to be the game day play caller. Yeah. I mean, to me, a lot of things are leading up to the game and being organized and scripting some plays and, you know, and going through. And that's what he did last, uh, last year and did a great job. And like I said, I had an opportunity to go visit with them last summer uh, during their summer camps. And we talked about a lot of the different facets of, of what it's going to take to succeed. Um, and remember, I think the one good thing is, is UCF was – on the cusp of being a power five team and now joining the big, uh, big 12, uh, you know, coming up for this season. So he had a taste of what it was like, uh, you know, to try to get players of that caliber. And that's the kind of caliber Miami's gonna, you know, like they got John Walker, the defensive tackle, who everybody wanted Miami and Alabama and Wisconsin Florida, and yeah. Ohio state. So when you're in that type of uh, recruiting realm and you're teaching that type of player, uh, you, I mean, you're in good shape and he comes into a situation where I have a feeling over the next couple of years, if everybody stays healthy, Miami could have one of the top, if not the top, uh, running games in the ACC. I mean, you know, with all the uh, the stars that they have, you know, with the return of Parrish and with the emergence of, you know, I mean, hopefully that, uh, you know, somebody like a Mark F uh, Fletcher uh, will emerge. And certainly Chris Johnson, who has the opportunity to be one of the fastest, if not the fastest running back in the country. So, uh, you know, and then, and then obviously there'll be another couple of backs that'll be inserted last year. They had uh, the young freshman that got hurt and, Citizen. Uh, yeah. a citizen and uh, so Miami's got potentially a really really good room and I think that Mario Cristobal felt you know what here's a perfect guy to come in a young guy somebody who is a worker and remember this there's a lot of guys who qualify for the job but are not going to come in and put in the time that's not going to be the case with Tim because remember he's coach's son and anytime you know that you know you know what they what, what kind of hours they put in so if mario cristobal is looking for somebody to be in there at 4 30 in the morning and burn the midnight oil with him at 12 o'clock he picked the right guy yeah and and on that note like 
I appreciate what you said earlier, and it's true about the whole the great recruiter label. Like a lot of that has to do with just how good the team that you're coaching sure. is doing. But at the same time, someone like Tim Harris Jr., who's willing to burn that midnight oil, and also um, every high school coach in the area, I'm sure, knows him pretty well, uh, given his history and the family that he comes from. And so he's got those he's got those South Florida connections. So th those are things like if I, I know maybe 80 percent of that job in recruiting is, you know, what you can sell for how good your team is. But right. he should be pretty good at the other 20 percent, too, Blue. You got to be really good at the other 20 percent. And and that's what I'm saying. The the one thing, too, that you, you have to understand, you know, about this hire and you you just kind of made a couple of good remarks about that is the you look on social media and it kind of blew up with coaches from South Florida, uh, you know, high school coaches, you know, that he coached with or coached against. And remember, the last couple of years. He's been in a situation, whether it be FIU or UCF, where he would hit the recruiting trail and he would try to get a lot of these kids to come from South Florida. And so he he reestablished um, some relationships with college coach, uh, high school coaches down here. And they respect them. They respect the Harris family. I mean, even though, you know, here's Ice Harris, who stepped away to be the head coach of Florida Memorial University but then came back. And when he came back, there were a lot of college high school coaches from the area, like Max Edwards, who's a longtime friend of his, you know, and, and, and guys of, of Roland Smith when he was at Miami central that, that said high school football is much better when the Harris family is in charge. And you know what? I think that's going to translate to the college level. Uh, the kids are going to like him and that's the one thing, but at the same time, they're going to respect him because here's a guy that is going to put in the work. He's going to come in every week and be prepared uh, for whatever defense that they're going to go against. And he's going to impress the kids of his knowledge and his knowledge, how to read defenses. And, and that's the one thing that I think he brings to the table. A lot of people don't understand, um, you know, I mean, you could be around the game all your life, but that doesn't mean anything, but with him, it, it means a lot. We have so much more to cover here with Larry Bluestein, who's been covering South Florida high school sports for so many years at such a high level. At, I want to talk to Blue when we come back about how the, the Tim Harris-led running game can coexist with the Shannon Dawson air raid passing game and how this can all come together. And there's a number of prospects that I got to talk about with Blue because March 4th, Going to be a star-studded list of visitors, class of 2024, like five stars, David Stone and Elijah Rushing, four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson's going to be on campus. Uh, I do want to talk to Blue about the Monarch quarterback who was offered by Miami, A.J. Hairston, who I think might be one of the more underrated high school players in the entire country. So we have a lot to get to. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys. I hope you've been taking advantage of the new official sports book partner here of Locked on Canes. We're past the midway point of the NBA season now. Our Miami Heat are going to be back in action on Friday. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you got nothing to lose here, guys. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I've been making money all year on Bam Adebayo overs and... 
Ooh, I might get crazy and bet some Kevin Love overs for his Miami Heat debut. I feel like adrenaline's going to be pumping for K-Love. New team debut on Fridays. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about that, guys. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are part of the incredible Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On College Basketball, the newest show on the College Network with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, taking you through the college basketball landscape in under 30 minutes with the biggest name guests, biggest news stories. Locked On College Basketball is available wherever you get your podcasts. Here on Locked On Canes, I'm joined by our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. Uh, so, Blue, um, I haven't talked to you about some of the other recent hires. And so, you know, Miami finds themselves uh, an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Shannon Dawson, who I really like, but comes from that air raid background. But we know Mario Cristobal is never going to want to throw away the idea of a power running game. So how do you see that fitting together? Like, what, what kind of a playbook do you see Shannon Dawson coming up with down here in Miami? Yeah, I think he's going to have to modify what he's been used to. I mean, you can only, and I think that we, we found that out over the last couple of years, you can only do with, with the talent that you have. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have kids that are used to running that spread or, you know, or are used to running more of a pro set, with, you know, with a running game that's going to set up the passing game. And we found that out last year. Miami couldn't run the ball because everybody was stacking the box because of the fact that you had a quarterback situation that was kind of unstable and i yeah. think virtually in this offense um everything's going to re revolve around uh van dyke it really will i mean because we could see it last year when he was in control and he was healthy uh, just a different offense so that's what he's coming into he's coming into a situation like we just talked they have a really, really solid running game. The only thing that you come into a situation now, and that's why I think, and, you know, I've told you and told other people how vital it was to get an offensive coordinator in, in you know, in, in uh, position before spring is because spring is going to be a time where you have to set the tone now. I mean, you remember we leave and we don't have a receiver that comes in there and is one of the tops in the ACC. It's just the way it is. I mean, you know, you had, uh, you know, a couple of kids step up last year, but not really consistent. You had a Restrepo who was kind of, you know, banged up most of the year. So that's one of the things that you can read. You can get yourself a go-to guy. And I don't care if, and we talked about this last year, I don't care if it's a tight end, but somebody who's going to stretch the field a little bit uh, to back everybody up, back the linebackers up, back the safeties up, so they don't crowd the box and you can't run because that happened last year quite a few times. Uh, and and the one thing you got to talk about, Paris, he may be 170, 175, but he's not afraid to run tackle to tackle. He doesn't bounce everything outside. And that's important to know because that's where Miami's interior offensive line is going to have to take hold. I think that his scheme is really, you know, I mean, I saw, I watched a lot of Houston last year. You got to remember the Houston running back ran for over a thousand and he had a hundred 
receptions. So obviously the running game is going to be huge in, in all facets, not just from the line of scrimmage, but getting, you know, doing wheel routes and getting out and moving the whole idea of any offense. And we, and we see this and we saw it from a negative side with Miami, but we've seen it a positive side with others is that, Back people up. You don't want to have your safeties and your linebackers moving forward on every play. They have to be backed up to to understand that coming out of the backfield, they're gonna they could hurt you, or you know, just in space they could hurt you. And I think with the addition of a, a, a Nathaniel Joseph and a Robbie Washington, uh, it gives you that dynamic of having that speed in space, so you can't be able to move forward all the time. You have to be leery of somebody getting behind you. And that's one thing that Miami never did last year. They never got behind anybody. They never got behind the linebackers. They never got behind the safeties and the corners. And I think that's what this offense brings to the table. Yeah, Miami is still looking for a new wide receivers coach to round out that offensive staff. I do want yeah. to pass along this name. So Gabby Arudi at Inside the U, he says a name he's hearing that's in the mix is uh, the current Baltimore Ravens pass game specialist, Keith Williams. So not not T. Martin, who's their wide receivers coach, but Keith Williams, who I believe works under T. Martin at Baltimore. Uh, Keith Williams was recently with Nebraska for the previous three years before arriving at Baltimore. So, you know, I, I don't know if this guy's going to get the job, but apparently this is a, a new name to watch there is Keith Williams from the Baltimore Ravens. And Blue, as far as like, you know, obviously finding a wide receivers coach is the next step. It would not surprise me if that gets done here by the end of the week. I, sure. I would expect within the next couple of days, Miami's got their wide receivers coach. And you know, now that they've got their new offensive coordinator, people have a better idea of what sort of a, a passing offense they're going to run next year. Wide receiver coach is soon to come. How much is that stability going to help Miami and wide receiver recruiting blue? So I look at a guy like Chance Robinson, four-star out of St. Thomas Aquinas, who's going to be visiting next week. I'm hoping once Miami gets this offensive coaching staff completely stabilized, they can start appealing to more of these blue chippers and the JoJo traders of the world as well. Yeah, well, you take a look at somebody like a Chance. Uh, he's just a dynamic football player. And the best thing about that is they have um, – you know, the, the kid uh, on, on the same offensive set as he is, Madison, uh, JT Madison, um, who I think is really, you know, another dynamic football player. But this Chance Robinson showed last year that he's the real deal. Gets in space, good size, 6'3", uh, type of kid. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, catches the ball real well in traffic. He separates. Uh, but to get a guy on campus and to give some serious – you know, thought about staying home and coming to Miami because that's the one thing the Hurricanes haven't been able to do is corral uh, St. Thomas kids of late. And, uh, you know, I mean, they let a couple of good DBs like Mac go to Penn State, uh, you know, Hussey go to Florida State last year. So, uh, you know, you're and and then uh, Nick Rodriguez, the linebacker, also is a kid that Miami's looking at. Uh, big time kid um, for, uh, went uh, didn't go his uh, final year basically or his junior year of wrestling, where he was a two time uh, state qualifier just to concentrate on getting bigger as a linebacker. So guys like that, you know, you, you figure that Miami has to look at, especially from the wide receiver position. And you mentioned a couple of really really good ones, and especially with Chance, he's got a he's got a chance to be really good or an opportunity. I don't want to use chance twice. 
<laughs> that's, that's well done well done by you on that one uh so i, I want to talk with blue when we come back about i think one of probably one of the more underrated high school quarterbacks right now who did receive an offer from miami and a couple more of the uh the big time visitors that the hurricanes are expecting march 4th for junior day so we got the man the myth the legend larry bluestein from 560 wqam with us keep it locked right here to locked on canes Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, you know, Blue, uh, around, I think it was last week when you, we had it confirmed, because uh, the man himself confirmed it on his social media, A.J. Hairston, quarterback, uh, heading into his senior year next year at Monarch in Broward County, that he had received an offer from the team he grew up rooting for, the University of Miami. And then I, because, you know, I've, I've heard about A.J. Hairston, excellent high school quarterback. And then I, I was really shocked to see that Miami is his first Division One offer. Like, you're someone who, you know, because you go to all these games and you talk to so many players and coaches. You're not someone who lives and dies by the star system because you see so many of these guys play in person. And A.J. Hairston, I don't think he has any stars right now. So there seems, he seems very under-evaluated, like, how does that happen, and, and how good is this guy? Well, last summer we were at Kaiser University up in West Palm Beach for a seven-on-seven, seven, and I had remarked there's three quarterbacks at this event that I think are power five kids, but no one's even paying attention to. I mean, you know, and, and, and to me, uh, when we talk about Hairston, you're talking about a kid that throws the ball extremely well. He's got great vision. Uh, he's been taught extremely well. He's not one of those guys that goes to those national showcases or, you know, or elite 11 events, which to me doesn't qualify you as a uh, college football player. It just says that you do, you throw the ball well in shorts and t-shirt. Well, the one thing about him is that he kept performing in games and he would have five and six touchdown games and throw for 310 and 320. And a lot of people were ignoring him saying, well, you know, he's not playing anybody. And and I'll tell you what, I've maintained and I've told every quarterback coach, including our boy Frank Ponce, I said, let me tell you something. This kid's this kid's a beast. I mean, he's he's a good sized kid. You know, he's got a tremendous work ethic. He's well coached. He's surrounded by some real good receivers. I thought Monarch had as good a receiving core as anybody uh, last year. Um, and then they got the, a freshman, and uh, he's going to be a sophomore next year, and the kid Brady, who's, I think, one of the best in the country. And I said, you're missing a point about him. His He and Jaden Glasser, another kid, uh, Jaden was one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the, in the state last year statistically, but no one even paid attention to him. And he was because he was at South Plantation. Now he moved to Venice, but that was another kid that everybody started getting on. And I, I parallel those two because both of them had really no interest of, uh, and little at, at best. And they were quality kids. And that's the one thing when you go to these elite 11s and you go to all these events, you get blown up. And you get blown up more for the, for the country to see Alex. And I think it's just, it's PR hype because the real kids who are getting it done don't, don't necessarily go to those events. You know, they're, they're comfortable in their own shoes that what they do on a football field rather than what they do on a, you know, skills or a showcase field is what's going to get them a scholarship. And there, there are kids and I'm not, knocking those events but i'm saying mm -hmm. that they're not the definitive and uh, that hairston is a perfect example of it and uh, 
Tell you what, Miami lands him. They're going to land somebody who's going to be in a, in competition for the next four years. Well, we are fans of AJ Hairston on this show. So a AJ, if you if you catch wind of this, my friend here on Locked On Canes, we, well, we endorse you. He'll see it. He'll we'll see make it. sure he sees it. We, we we endorse you as uh, as hopefully a future quarterback at the University of Miami. So okay, I, I do want to ask you, Blue, about a couple of guys who who certainly uh, no secrets uh, the talent of of some of these players. A couple top defensive linemen are going to be visiting Miami on March fourth. Uh, let's talk about five star edge Elijah Russ rushing from out in Arizona. So you know Miami's got an uphill climb for his recruitment because a lot of West Coast schools are, are in the mix for him. And a guy who plays a lot closer to Miami, five-star defensive tackle, David Stone. He plays at IMG. He's from Oklahoma originally. He's got plenty of interest from the Sooners. What can you tell me about, about these players? Are they the real deal? And can Miami make up some ground? Yeah. You know, out-of-state uh, recruiting is something that Miami has started to get to. And, you know, now with Mario Cristobal having that West Coast, uh, you know, influences, you you look at a kid like Elijah Rushing, 6'6", six, six, about 235, a kid that comes from the Tucson area, played uh, in a, at a parochial school, South Point uh, uh, Catholic High School. Um, a guy that's just, he's got long arms, he's quick off the ball. Uh, prototype edge kid. I think that, uh, you know, you get it, you get an opportunity to be in the recruiter because he's everybody now. I mean, he's in with everybody. I mean, you talk about Arizona and Arizona state and Auburn and Cal and Clemson, Oregon, and Oregon all, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Oregon. So they're all taking a look at him, uh, only, you know, for the fact that this is a guy who's just a, you know, an outstanding prospect with a, a future that could be really, really bright. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, David Stone from IMG? David Stone goes into the uh, uh, season as my number two prospect behind just uh, behind um, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Smith of yeah. Chaminade Madonna. Uh, big kid, six four, six four and a half, two seventy, playing at IMG Academy. Just a a run stuffer. Um, somebody who you know when he gets one on one with a. a an offensive lineman, he'll he'll often win the battles. Uh, you know, a teammate of Mauagoa, a guy you know at, at IMG, somebody who's had an opportunity to to really learn the game. I mean, he's he's a premier kid. I mean, he's the, I think he's the number one or two defensive tackles in the country. Um, and um, yeah, he and like you said. Um, having an opportunity to come, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, and being close. I mean, cause you look at schools like Michigan state and, and schools like Oklahoma and Alabama, I mean, you're looking at Arkansas and Auburn and schools like that who are really, really in the mix for them. Um, getting somebody like that. And I know that Oklahoma's huge because of the fact that, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he likes the defensive co uh, coaching there. So, I mean, this is a kid that if he comes to Miami and he's swayed by the fact that um, with their future, and remember he has three teammates that he, from IMG. So that's, uh, mm. that's always a positive. Yeah, no, it totally is. And it's always a positive when Larry Bluestein takes some time to join us. Uh, Blue, of course, you can hear him on AM 560 Sports WQAM on the Sixth Ring podcast. When are your next uh, show times and dates? Are you already done with shows for this week? If so, let yeah. people know when they can see you and hear you again. 
Yeah, we had show uh, this week on a Monday. Hopefully, we're crossing our fingers that it's early in the week. Next week, we usually get the schedule today because we have mm. state wrestling uh, next week up in Kissimmee, uh, which is going to be a, another great uh, event. So, but we are on every Monday night, eight thirty on um, our sixth bring Kane's show and uh uh you know i mean there's a lot i mean we have no holes barred you know all the guys on there and oh yeah DJ great and guys Fish and and uh and jazz so i mean in, even though they're we're all miami hurricane supporters and we follow miami i mean we let it go you know we let tell everybody how it is i mean if we have an opinion uh we give it and i think that's the best part of it that's well done. Uh, so make sure you check out Larry also on Twitter at Larry Bluestein, uh, our boy Blue on Instagram. Larry, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Always. Thank you. Great stuff there, everyone. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Canes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. If you're a YouTube viewer, make sure to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channel. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Unless news breaks first, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Welcome Tim Harris Jr. to the U. We'll be back next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.